This is the Chorbeer Chats podcast with your host, Laurel Eisbart. And welcome to another episode of the Chore Beer Chats podcast. Should I do radio? That was so good. Um, what's up, guys? It's Laurel. Uh, I am my own guest again today. I am doing another solo episode because I just have so much to say. And it's my podcast, so I can do whatever I want. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, going to be another little solo chore beer chat with y'all. It's kind of where it came, where it all started, also, because I used to just do my chore beer chat solo. So, man, the sun's out today, and it slaps. The sun fucking slaps today. Like, do you f- remember the sun, you guys? I mean, I don't know when I'm airing this particular episode, so hopefully by the time this is out, we will have more sun. But goddamn, I just drove to Corona. To town, if you will, if you don't know what Corona is, just drove to Corona to grab a fucking coffee, and it's like a 15-minute drive for me. Like Laurel, you have coffee at home? Yes, but do you know what I'm? You know what shit I'm on now? Is decaf afternoon coffee? Like I need my caffeine in the morning. I really do need it. I am addicted. I am. I am. So I do need it. It's a need. Um, but I'm learning that perhaps it's my second afternoon coffee that like really um, kills me. And, uh, yeah, so I'm trying this new thing where I think it's just like the idea of coffee that I like, like in the afternoon, you know? So if I can trick myself into thinking this is the same thing as a normal coffee, then, um, that's what I'm doing. And this is like day two of trying that. And honestly, it's been great so far because day one of trying a decaf coffee at like 2 PM, if that was not decaf, I would be awake all night. I wouldn't sleep which is fine because, you know, I have a lot of things to do. So who needs sleep anyway? I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, but no, that's not healthy girls, girls and boys, gays and theys. Um, you need to sleep and you need to, um, be healthy. Okay. (laughs) I'm a role model. (laughs) Anyway, moral of the story is we're trying this new thing. Oh, it does slap where we do decaf coffee. So I went on a drive by myself in the sunshine and I had the music absolutely fucking bumping. And it feels great. So now I have my coffee. I cleared my head. I like, I like to do that before episodes, actually, if I can, um, instead of like, you know, you know, the last minute, like before a test, you're like fucking cramming all your memorize the fucking lines, whatever. Um, I haven't schooled in a long time. I think that's how tests work. I'm trying to go into episodes relaxed because it is nerve wracking. I'm getting a little better now. (laughs) Thanks for noticing. Um, but it's super fucking intimidating. Why? Like I'm talking at right now to my camera and no one else is listening this at the time of recording. This is not, this is not live, but there's still like such a pressure of producing something that's not total shit. So hmm. hopefully I didn't just jinx that. Anyway. Wow. This is a tangent. Uh, point of this is I like to clear my head before. So I'm like calm and collected and I can just kind of like, you know, take a fucking breather before I sit down. And that's what, that's what I did. And it was really lovely. It was truly very lovely. And the sun was the leading star of the show because (laughs) no pun intended. Isn't the sun actually a star? 
or is it a planet? I'm so fucking stupid. I didn't take, actually, I did take astronomy and I failed it in university. Okay. That's a story for another time. I probably will never tell that story actually. Anyway, um, with these solo episodes, they're kind of an opportunity for me to just like deep dive into shit. You know, I can just take myself off on tangents. Like I already have. And, uh, yeah, I think sometimes you guys like it when I talk about personal stuff on my social media and like a lot of you will comment or DM me back and be like, holy fuck. I, yeah, I can relate to this. So that's the reason I have the balls to talk about shit like this right now to sit down here and have this conversation with you, because I feel like there's a couple of you out there that can relate. Um, one of the topics being, um, having the confidence to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, I have been asked that, uh, that pretty, pretty word for word. Like how the fuck do you have the confidence to just do whatever you want to do. <sighs> Let me tell you, my babies, it has not been a walk in the park. I did not just wake up and just piss excellence. It takes stamina. It takes practice. <laughs> I say I'm um a lot, so this is going to be really fun to edit. The fuck? Man, Sherpa's a bad call on a farm. There's fucking like hay in here. Like, this is hay. Oh, look at that. Birdie's here too. Isn't that lovely? So I've been asked, how do you have the confidence to do whatever the fuck you want? And you know what? I feel like it might look more so that way than it really is because it's a lot easier said than done to not give a fuck. I have been on quite a journey of personal growth in the last couple of years. Um, I really do feel like I know who I am more than, I mean, I'm sure I'm not hundred percent there, but I have never felt this sure of myself in my entire life. Uh, I think it's having kids that made me get there. That was kind of like the catalyst for all of this because I, I realized how much I matter to them and that my mental health and like the way I exist in their world is really fucking crucial to them. So I started like taking a hard look at certain relationships and, you know, I did not want toxicity. I didn't want them to be in any type of toxic environment. So there's just a lot of changes that I made, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I think that my, if I can really nail it down into a couple points, <laughs> to answer the question of how do you get the confidence to do what you want? Um, it really is. I've learned to get out of my own way to stop waiting for approval, uh, and see to just fucking do it. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of times if you ask yourself what's holding you back from achieving that goal or, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're trying to, to succeed at or something you want to try, like, why aren't you doing it? What's in your way? You need to take a hard look. And is it something that you can reasonably overcome? I mean, I'm not out here trying to be fucking like completely tone deaf and tell people if you can dream it, you can do it. You can too own a yacht, a, a, a fucking bay full of yachts and the, the CN tower. 
no, I'm, I'm being real realistic here. Like if it's something you can reasonably overcome is, is what I'm asking you, or it's what you should be asking yourself. Like, obviously if you want to do something and you need in order to do it, it would take you like literally selling your home and your ovaries and you know, your second born child. I don't know if that's maybe the right thing. You know what? Like maybe pivot, reassess. Is there something else you can do that's like similar to that? Blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking that stuff. I'm just saying like, is the reason you're not doing it because somebody down the line made a comment one time that just really fucking stuck with you like a fucking dagger in the heart, um, where they, I don't know, they probably didn't even realize they said it, but to you, you will literally never forget it. Something about something doubting your abilities or like talking down to you. Um, is it, is somebody, is something someone has said in the past, the reason you aren't doing what you want to be doing, then fuck that person and go do it. Like, that's not I'm telling you right now. Uh, day one of lessons from Laurel uh, is that's unacceptable and fuck those people and do what you need to do. Um, I kind of want to talk about dreamers versus doers. This is a topic that really has really resonated with me since we've started the farm, started Eisbart Acres. And um, Andy and I have talked about this and... I think it's something that like, it's a big reason Andy and I are so compatible. And the reason I don't know that we're, we linked up in the first place. Uh, it's because we are both, we are dreamers and we are doers. So there are different kinds of people. There are people that will just talk about it. And then there will people who, there are people who will do it. And that's not putting anyone down. It's just, it's a fact. Like that's just some people won't. They'll always just talk about, Oh, I wish I could do this. I'd like to do this. And then there'll be other people like fucking me and Andy who are like, I'd like to do that. Okay. How do we do it? And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be just a dreamer. It's totally fine. I just, from my perspective, these are my, my experiences. The dreamers will, will talk about it endlessly. And that's great. You got to fucking talk about it, but the doers will just go out and do it. And then, and then when the doers are doing it, doing the thing and they're actually kind of successful or whatever, maybe not even successful, just the fact that they're doing it. Sometimes the dreamers in their life, uh, don't like that for some fucking reason. And you know, some people, they can get mad or they can, can get a little resentful or, you know, jealous that, that you're doing something and they're not. And, um, that's not on you. You cannot control that and you can't change that. So stop trying to. The only thing you can control is what you do and how you react to things. So if whatever this goal is, is that important to you, don't fucking let anything stop you from doing it. Um, just fucking do it. I've struggled a lot and I have talked about this before, but not on my podcast I've struggled a lot with feeling like I, <clears throat> like I required the approval from certain people to pursue what I wanted to pursue, or I required their approval to, to be successful at it. Or more so like I needed them to, I needed them to tell me that 
I was successful at it in order for me to determine I was successful. Like I was putting my value and my worth in other people's hands, which is a a no, 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 no. Sometimes it's the people that are closest to you that don't show the support. And that's really shitty. That's really shitty. Um, But that's something you can't let stop you. And I have, that's, that's what I've learned. And it's been my driving force for a while now that the only opinion that matters is my own and also my husband's and well, my kids, they have a lot of opinions, but I mean, they're the only people that matter in, in respect to what I'm doing because People who are doubting me, people who are telling me I can't do what I'm doing or that I should be doing other things or whatever, uh, they don't pay my bills. They don't live here. They're not raising my kids. Uh, you, what I'm doing doesn't affect anybody else outside of these 50 acres. Nobody else. And so I guess where I get confused is why do you get so bent out of shape about what other people are doing. I don't care what my neighbors are doing. I got good neighbors. Shout out to my neighbors. If you're listening also, sorry for my barking dog and braying donkey. (laughs) Uh, I just think the world's a beautiful place because everyone's doing different things. And as long as we're not harming each other, then why can't we just go our own path while still retaining mutual respect for each other? I don't know. So yeah, I really struggle with that. And, uh, yeah. So one day I kind of was like something, some, some sort of incident kind of happened that I'm, I'm not going to get into cause I, I'm not going to name names. I, I, I don't want to drag anybody or allude to like it being about a specific person or whatever. Um, but I do feel like it is my story and it's a big part of my story. So I have, I have a right to talk about it. Uh, but basically Uh, There was just a moment, if I can get pretty vague here, there was a pretty pivotal moment in my journey and it 100% changed the trajectory of my path, but for the better. Um, So yeah, it was like probably one of the worst interactions, situations I've had, I don't know possibly ever top five for sure. Um, but I am in a weird way grateful for it because it just forced me to learn so much. Uh, and I'm a completely different person for the better because of it. And yeah, I guess I'm kind of glad it happened. Um, it, it gave me the opportunity to see some relationships for what they were and to face the reality of, um, what those people truly thought of me. And that's a really fucking life altering discovery to, to hear what someone really fucking thinks about you and not in a good way, you know? Um, so the people pleaser in me was just like fucking gutted. Cause like, why, what did I, what did I do? Why is what I'm doing? Like, why are you so mad about what I'm doing? What am I doing? Like, you know, and it makes you question like, what the fuck am I doing that I could upset someone so much? Um, 
But like I said, I took it as an opportunity and I learned some really hard lessons. Some being that it is, (laughs) it is okay for people to not like you. And for me, that's fucking hard. So as much as I put on this, I don't give a fuck, um, front, I really don't give a fuck, but I also really do. And I'm, I'm trying to like wedge out that part of me that really does still give a fuck. She can still exist because you know, you have to care a bit. Um, but I needed to find a a better balance because I was putting way too much power in what other people thought about me. So yeah, hardest lesson I think was accepting, trying to accept Cause actually accepting it, that takes some fucking work. So, and I think I'm 99% there. I'll probably never be a hundred percent ever because I'm a fucking human being, but I think I've gotten to a really good place where I can accept that for reasons personal to you. And that's not on me, whatever your reasons are valid. I can accept that someone doesn't like me. Um, I can accept that some people don't understand me. I can accept that some people don't respect what I'm doing. Okay. So I needed to stop feeling, well, I mean, yeah, it is attacking, but I mean, I, I needed to stop putting that power where it was hurting me. So you can't hurt me if I don't let you. It's up to me. I control how I react to things. So you can think, you can say whatever the fuck you want. And that is completely your right. You are. And I'm not even saying you're wrong. I am a piece of shit sometimes. So that's fine. But but I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm never going to let that slow me down ever again. A word from our sponsors. Have you heard about my friends at Blue Point Public Relations? They're a bilingual boutique PR and strategic communications firm specializing in inclusive trauma-informed communications. Blue Point PR's goal is to grow your reputation by building long-term, meaningful relationships between you and your audiences. As someone who is conscientious about the message my brand puts out into the world, I always find their social posts helpful and informative. Follow them at Blue Point PR on all platforms today to get free communications advice and learn how to mind your message. So what I did after kind of accepting that I cannot control these things, I needed to then focus on what I can control. So how, what can I control in that situation? I could control how I let those situations affect me, how they affect my life and how they would affect my family. Um, so this is my favorite fucking word in the world and I've gotten really fucking good at it. But my word of the day is boundaries. Uh, I talk about this a lot and I think it's really important to normalize because I think having boundaries is such, such a healthy tool. So good. Uh, and a lot of people are scared to use it because it can be intimidating. It can, but let me tell you the results are gorgeous. Uh, yeah. So basically my solution, like how I, you know, I was devastated for like a long time. I really struggled. My mental health was shit. Um, yeah, I think it, once you get to the acceptance point, that's, that's great, but it's getting there. It's the, all the fucking feelings and the processes that are happening to get there. It's just really traumatic. And 
it was not, it was not good. So, and that's not great. It's not, that's not a great environment for my kids. I didn't want to be that kind of mom. I, you know, I needed to be there for them. I needed to not let these things affect me because then that affects them. If it affects mom, it affects my kids. So, uh, that's my, that's the way I look at it, that protecting myself and my mental, emotional well-being was directly protecting my kids. And that's all I fucking care about. So yeah, so I, um, I put up some pretty fucking hard boundaries and it's not my first time with boundaries. I've, I've gotten some good practice in practice in over the last few years. Um, yeah, with, you know, again, I'm not, (laughs) tell me Laurel. No, uh, I'm just saying it's something that I've, I've tried to work into my life and it has helped in many situations. So if you can, if you can try it, if you feel like you need maybe some boundaries in your life, I implore you to attempt to put some up and to fucking most importantly, hold them. And this is where shit gets dicey is when you start holding boundaries, the people on the other side get really fucking mad because you're doing something they don't like, or you're saying no, right? Like you're shifting the system. You're shifting what the dynamic has always been. And people don't fucking like that. But do you know what? Remember what we learned remember what we just talked about? It doesn't fucking matter. You matter, your family matters, and you, you cannot let other people's reactions and what other people say and what other people think stop you from doing what's best for you. And I mean, it's easier said than done, right? Obviously, obviously it's, it's a lot of fucking work. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know. Like, what, what do you mean boundaries? Like, I don't know. You know, what if you're in like a family dynamic and you know, they say whatever they want and it's hurtful, but it's okay because that's what it's always been like. And you just, you just like brush it off, but like, you don't really brush it off. You take it home with you. You bottle it up. It really fucking hurts. Um, I mean, I think we've all been in something similar to that. And then, you know, you don't speak up because, oh, it'll ruffle feathers and I don't want to cause drama and, you know, oh, it's fine. Like time will heal all time will not heal all my friends. (sighs) Time will not, not always time helps a lot. It usually helps quite a bit, but time alone does not heal accountability, compassion, and a genuine desire to repair what has been damaged is what heals. And, you know, a lot of people can't get out of their own way to do that. And that sucks. And that sucks. And a lot of people suffer for that. But, you know, again, that is not on you. So stop putting it on you. So yeah, kind of back to my dreamers versus doers is there are going to be people that are mad at your success. They're mad about what you're doing because even if it's something that they would never want to do, it's like for some reason they feel like seeing you do it. I don't know. It's threatening to them. I don't know why this is a therapy session. They need to have, I don't know the answer to that. Again, it's not my fucking problem, but you don't have to, you don't have to fully understand it because again, it's not, that's not your responsibility, but it does help the healing process. If you can put kind of something behind it, like, Oh yeah, you know what? I mean, the, 
the reaction was really hurtful, but I think it, I think it came from a place of jealousy. So not, you're not fucking excusing it. You're not, cause it's still not okay, but at least your brain can rationalize where it likely came from. And then you can kind of accept it quicker and move on from that quicker. Cause you can be like, Oh, okay. I get it. That's probably what's going on. And then you can just keep moving about your day, being the big badass bitch that you are. And they can just keep doing what they're doing too. Whatever. Not your problem. Don't worry about it. It's, it's not even like big things, guys. It's not even, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's little fucking patronizing, little condescending mutterings. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, if you have a business or if you have like, I don't know, I don't even want to call it a hobby because I feel like if it's not a hobby to you, you know, like if you have a business, say you're, say you're crocheting and you're, you have a genuine, like you're making custom things. You have a business. It's small, but that's fine. And then you have someone say like, Oh, how's your little business going? Doesn't that just fucking grind your fucking gears? And it's like, they're saying that like that way. So intentionally, like no one would ever say that non-maliciously. Do you know what I mean? Like, hi, how's your little business going? Like, that's fucked. You can't, it's impossible. Um, it is only ever meant to be fucking rude because what do you mean? It's little, like it just, it's, it's demeaning, it's diminishing. And it is just a very clear sign to me now that I've learned about these things that for whatever fucking reason, Billy Bob is fucking threatened by your crochet business. What? Um, and it doesn't make sense guys, but it's not up to you for it to make sense. That's fine. You know? And like in my, in my industry, in, uh, having a farm, um, having, you know, and I know fucking, I know so many people that get this getting called, like, you know, you have, I have some cows. Okay. Like I'm trying to make like a full blown working farm. I have a fucking working farm. I do. I have a fucking work. It doesn't matter how many fucking cows I have. I have a working farm. I am running a fucking business and I'm working my ass off. And then for someone to come in and be like, Oh, how's your little hobby farm? How's your petting zoo? It's a fucking petting zoo. First of all, my liability could never, my insurance would never cover a petting zoo. My donkey would kick you in the face and I'm not knocking hobby farms. I'm, that's just my direct example. For me, I find that offensive because I do not have a hobby farm. So I'm not saying it's bad to have a hobby farm. It's bad to be called something by someone blatantly that you are not in an attempt to belittle you. Do you know what I'm saying? So how's your hobby farm? That's how, you know what? If you fucking, if you, if your farm is identified to you as a hobby farm, that's amazing. But if you are like a full blown ranch, whatever, and someone says that to you, well, I'm talking about me. Yeah. It pisses me off because it's clearly like a weird attack. And I don't know why, I guess I just don't understand why people are the way that they are, but I'm not an anthropologist. So I'll just leave that alone. I'll leave that for the pros. <sighs> and I truly do believe that more, more often than not, these situations uh, stem from, from jealousy. And I don't, I don't know why. Cause it's like, there's room for everybody and I'm not doing anything to hurt anybody else. You know what I mean? Like I'm in my own lane and I am only, the only effect I'm ever trying to have on anyone outside my circle is a positive one. I'm never like anything I do is never 
to make someone else feel small. Like, I don't know. It's very a mind fucking. It's clear that I still don't understand anything that's going on in my life ever, but I am holding on tight to the mind frame that it's not on me to understand that it's not on me. I cannot control it. And therefore I cannot control it. And therefore I will not try to. So yeah. So it's kind of an art. Not giving a fuck is an art, an art form. And they don't, they don't teach you that in any type of schools. You need a certain level of confidence to not give a fuck. And that confidence for me did not, I did not just wake up with it. Like I've been through some shit. I've had a lot of trauma, um, a lot of personal trauma, but it's all the, the foundation that I have laid in during throughout my personal growth that has gotten me to that level of confidence. So it is the boundaries that I've made. Um, it's all the small things that I've done. It's the way I've prioritized myself. I've prioritized my family. It's all these little things that just make you realize click. I don't give a fuck. And it's really being able, the ability to recognize toxicity in your life and to be able to acknowledge that it is toxic and cut that shit out. <sighs> Cause no one needs that. You just, not, more lessons I've learned on this subject are really just don't give them the power. A big part of it also has been not waiting for approval, not seeking approval from people I thought that I needed approval from and that it would be nice to have approval from, right? Sure. It'd be fucking nice, but I don't have all day and life is too short and I'm just going to keep kicking ass. So yeah. So yeah, people can say what they want to say. And sometimes what they say can fucking tear you apart. And it has, those words have power. They have the power to just absolutely fucking derail everything you ever wanted to do and to completely plague yourself with self-doubt. Um, but you need to not give them that power. Doing these things like accepting that you can't change it or control it, it fucking takes that power back. And it is the most rewarding feeling ever. You got to stop and be proud of what you've done and be okay with the fact that approval from yourself is all that you need. It truly is all that you need. You need to stop and look what you've done. And I'm basically talking to myself right now because what the fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always moving and it's hard to stop and actually assess things that I've accomplished. Just don't let them take that from you. What other people think of you does not dictate your worth or your value or your level of success at all. So yeah, like I said, I put on a pretty good fucking don't give a fuck show. And for the most part, it's pretty legit. I can honestly say it's pretty legit, but there's still that small part of me that will always be there. I cannot get rid of her. She's a stubborn bitch. Um, that does care. So I can put up these walls. I can protect myself, um, build these boundaries, but shit will always run down. It always seeps through, but I'm a human and that's okay. So it's just having these tools available to me that I have now practiced and know 
that they exist. It's in times like that. So you can still, when you have these moments of, Oh my God, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you failed at boundaries. It just means it's just, that's just the time that you can now put these tools to use. So yeah, I always have to reach into the fucking the tool belt and pull these things out from time to time because they come, they come out of nowhere. I'm human. It's okay to give a fuck also. It is okay to give a fuck. I just think it's a big enough lesson to be able to acknowledge when a situation is wrong. And that's on growth, honeys. Anyway, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. It's a whole fucking can of worms, but I know that I'm not alone. And I know there's a ton of you out there that have gone through something similar, or maybe you just needed that extra boost to realize, fuck, yeah, I need to start. I need to start establishing some boundaries um, because you matter and your family matters. It's obviously really painful to have people not see, see things the way you do, I guess. But that's life and it fucking happens. So yeah, um, again, I am not a professional. Um, if you find yourself requiring professional assistance, please do so. Not through the Chorbier Chats podcast. I'm just here to show support and to share my genuine experiences because I think talking about this shit needs to be normalized more. And my roosters are fucking crowing their heads off right now. It is 2 p.m., Apparently the sun's rising. Yeah. Find someone you can talk to. It's important and you need to prioritize yourself. You can do this. I believe in you. And again, stop letting dumb shit hold you back. Just fucking do it. Okay. And with that, I will sign off. So again, I'm going to reiterate my uh, most important takeaway of this entire episode. Uh, I will leave you with this. Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Chorbier Chats podcast. You can find more information related to this episode at the show notes on our website, eyesofartacres.com slash Chorbier Chats. And don't forget to subscribe to the Chorbier Chats podcast on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube.